0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب شرح صدري ويسر لي أمري وحلل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما Last week we spoke about the conclusion of حروب الردّة The wars that Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiAllahu anhu waged against the apostates in the Arabian Peninsula, and Alhamdulillah, Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiAllahu anhu was successful in purging the Arabian Peninsula of apostasy. He was successful in bringing the Arabian Peninsula back to Islam by the permission of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So this was the first major accomplishment. Of Abu Bakr as Siddiq during his Khilafah, bringing the Arabian Peninsula back to Islam from apostasy. So, after the Hurub al Ridda, after the Arabian Peninsula was stabilized back upon Islam, the closest advisor of Abu Bakr as Siddiq, and that was of course Umar ibn al Khattab, Abu Bakr used to keep Umar close to him all the time in his gatherings, in his majlis, in his council, he would always keep Umar radiallahu anh. That was his most trusted advisor. Even if he didn't agree with him all the time on everything, he made sure that he always kept Umar radiallahu An close to him because he trusted him and he knew that his advice was very valuable. So after the Hurub al-Ridda, after the Arabian Peninsula was stabilized back upon Islam, Alhamdulillah, Umar radiallahu An, he approached Abu Bakr as-Siddiq and he said, Ya Khalifa ta Rasulillah, O Khalifa of the Messenger of Allah. During these wars of ridda during these wars against the apostates, we lost a lot of our good men. A lot of Muslims, a lot of the Sahaba, Radiallahu anhum they were martyred in those battles. So Umar Radiallahu Anhi became concerned about this and he went to Abu Bakr and he said, Ya Khalifa ta Rasulillah, we lost a lot of our good men and from those people that we lost were many of the huffadh many of the people who memorized the quran we lost a lot of them in these wars particularly and especially during ma'rakatul yamama the battle of al yamama against musailima al kadhab in that battle alone 500 of the carriers of the book of allah 500 of the huffaz were martyred in that one battle alone. And there were others who were martyred in other battles from these battles against the apostates. So the Muslims lost a lot of huffaz during the Hurub al-Ridda. And Umar radiallahu was very concerned about this. So he approached Abu Bakr and he said, we lost a lot of our huffaz. So in order to protect the Quran, in order to protect the Quran, we need to collect it. We need to gather it into one book into one Mus'haf so there was no Mus'haf there was no collection of the Quran before this time during the time of the Prophet Sallallahu the Quran was written down it was written down but it was not all collected into one book so some surahs of the Quran were written by some companions on animal skins other surahs were written by other companions on stones other verses were written on bones of animals so yes the quran was written down during the time of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam but it was all, not all collected into one book it was not collected into one collection into one mushaf rather it was scattered here and there with different companions so umar said now the time has come in order to protect the quran we need to gather all Of the surahs in order in one collection in one mus'haf, so he approached Abu Bakr al Siddiq radiallahu anhu with this important suggestion. So Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu at first he didn't agree with what Umar radiallahu anhu was telling him, and he said to Umar, Ya Umar, Kaifa af'alu shay'an, Lam yaf'alhun Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Ya Umar how can I do something that the Prophet sallallahu didn't do in his time The Prophet sallallahu never ordered for the Quran to be collected into one mushaf and he passed away So how can I do something that the Prophet sallallahu didn't do But Umar عنه, kept convincing him He kept convincing him and he said huwa wallahi khair Ya rasulillah <laughs> oh Khalifa of the Messenger of Allah, Wallahi, what I'm telling you to do, it is something good. It is something that is beneficial. And he kept convincing him and giving him the reasons why we should do this. Until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened the heart of Abu Bakr anhu to agree with what Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu was saying. So finally Abu Bakr agreed. And this shows you something else about the personality of Abu Bakr as Siddiq. Even though he was the ruler, he was the leader, he was open to advice. Umar an advised him and he kept persisting in that advice. And when Abu Bakr as Siddiq saw that this advice is good and it's valuable, he accepted it. So he did not have kibr, he did not have arrogance, like, I am the khalifa, why should I accept the advice of someone who is not in my position? No. Abu Bakr as Siddiq. His only goal was to do what was good for Islam. His only goal was to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if someone would give him good advice, he would be happy to take that advice. So when he was convinced that what Umar radiallahu anhu was saying was correct, and he saw the value in this advice, he accepted this advice and he agreed with what Umar radiallahu anhu said. That yes, we need to do this. And this is the next big mission during the Khilafa of Abu Bakr al-Siddiq The Huroob ridda are done and Abu Bakr was successful Alhamdulillah, now the next big task the, me- the next major responsibility is to gather the Quran to make the Quran into one book, to collect it So Abu Bakr al-Siddiq he knew that this is a monumental task, this is a big effort that has to be made in order to get this job done and it's a huge responsibility he can't just give this responsibility to anyone. Rather, he can only give it to a person who he trusts and who is very well qualified and can get this job done. This is a huge task and a huge responsibility. So Abu Bakr as-Siddiq عنه, decided to give this responsibility to a great young companion of the Prophet sallallahu by the name of Zayd ibn Thabit Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu personally selected Zayd ibn Thabit radiallahu anhu for this task. For the responsibility of collecting the Qur'an and gathering it into one Mus'haf. So why did Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu, why did he select Zayd ibn Thabit radiallahu anhu for this particular task? There are a number of reasons. Zayd radiallahu anhu, he was young, he was not old. And as we mentioned, this is a, a huge mission. It's a big task and it's going to take a lot of effort. So a young person would be able to handle this type of responsibility better than an older person because it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of effort. And the young person has the energy to fulfill this type of task. So Zaid was young. Also, Zaid was known to be a person who was very smart, very intelligent. He had a good brain, a good mind. So this is also something that's necessary for this type of a task, gathering the Quran. So he was young, he was smart, and he had an impeccable reputation. Everybody respected him. He was never accused of doing anything bad. And everybody knew that he was a man of piety. So his reputation had no stains on it at all. He was someone who was honored and respected by everyone. And of course, collecting the Quran, of course, you need a person with a flawless reputation to do this. So Zayd ibn Thabit, he fit that description as well. Also, Zayd ibn Thabit was one of the people who used to write down the wahi. He used to write down the Quran during the time of the Prophet sallallahu So when the Prophet sallallahu would receive revelation, <coughs> when the Prophet sallallahu would receive revela- revelation, there were certain sahaba who knew how to write. And they would write down the revelation during the time of the Prophet wasallam Zayd ibn Thabit, عنه, he was one of them, and there were not many of them. But Zayd ibn Thabit, he was one of the Kuttabul Wahi, one of the people who used to write down the Quran during the lifetime of the Prophet wasallam So that's another advantage he has, and another reason which makes him the right person for this task. Also, Zayd ibn Thabit himself was a Hafizul Quran he was someone himself who had memorized the whole quran and of course this is something that's very important for the person who's going to collect the quran he needs to know the quran himself zayd ibn thabit was a hafiz quran also zayd ibn thabit he recited the whole quran to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam twice in the year that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam passed away look at this the year that the Prophet وسلم, passed away, the last year of his life, Zayd ibn Thabit عنه, he recited the whole Quran to the Prophet وسلم, not once but twice. So, this is another advantage that he had because he knew the Quran very well and he actually recited it in the presence of the Prophet shortly before the Prophet sallallahu passed away. So look at these qualities that are all gathered in this man, Zayd ibn Thabit. He was young, he was smart. He had an impeccable reputation as a man of piety. He was from the Kutabul wahi the people who used to write down the revelation in the time of the Prophet sallallahu He was a Hafizul Qur'an and he recited the Qur'an twice to the Prophet sallallahu wasallam in the last year of the life of the Prophet sallallahu who, who is a better person to fulfill this responsibility than Zayd ibn Thabit. So Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu, he knew this. That this is the best guy for this, Zayd ibn Thabit. So he called for Zayd ibn Thabit to be brought to his majlis, to be brought to his court. So Zayd ibn Thabit, he came and he entered upon Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu, and Umar radiallahu an, who was also present. So Abu Bakr is with Umar and Zayd ibn Thabit comes in. And he is about to be tasked with a very important mission. So Abu Bakr anh, he starts speaking to Zayd. And he tells Zayd what Umar told him. And Umar radiyallahu is just sitting there silently. He's just watching the conversation, but Umar doesn't say a word. He lets Abu Bakr anh do all the talking. So Abu Bakr says, Ya Zayd, Umar, he came to me. And he said that we have lost a lot of men in these battles against the apostates. We lost a lot of the Hufav, we lost a lot of the people who memorized the Qur'an. So Umar suggested to me that we need to collect the Qur'an into one mushaf, into one book, in order to preserve the Qur'an. That this is something that's important to be done now. And at first I didn't agree with Umar, but then he kept convincing me. And finally... I began to see what he was seeing. And I agree now with Umar that we should collect the Qur'an into one mushaf. And we need to do this. And I want you, Ya Zaid, to fulfill this responsibility. I, I want to task you with this job. Umar is just watching, listening, doesn't say a word. After Zaid hears what Abu Bakr as-Siddiq has to say, he's actually surprised. And Zaid, when he narrated this incident, he said, wallahi, wallahi, if Abu Bakr had given me the task of moving a mountain from one place to another place, that would have been easier for me than the responsibility that he put on me of collecting the Qur'an. It would have been easier for me to accept a mission of taking a mountain and moving it from one place to another place. That would have been easier for me than the responsibility of collecting the Qur'an. And he said to Abu Bakr, عنه, he said, Ya Khalifa ta Oh Khalifa of the Messenger of Allah. He said, How can you guys do something? You and Umar, you're talking about this. How can you two do something that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi didn't do? So you see his reaction to Abu Bakr. In the beginning is the same as Abu Bakr's reaction to Umar when he was first presented with this suggestion. So zaid he's surprised. How can you guys do this if the Prophet ﷺ didn't do it? And then Abu Bakr kept convincing him. Just like Umar had convinced Abu Bakr, Abu Bakr kept convincing zaid that no, this is something good. that this is wallahi, this is something that is good. And he kept doing it. And Zayd kept asking him questions and Abu Bakr kept answering those questions until in the end, Zayd agreed with them as well. He said, yes, you're right. You and Umar are right that this is something that we need to do. This is something that we need to do. And Zayd, he accepted this mission. He accepted this heavy responsibility to collect the word of Allah into one mushaf. So you can imagine the pressure on Zayd and you can imagine the heavy burden that he felt for this responsibility he knew that he had to implement strict rules in collecting the verses of allah so he set forth on his mission but before he set forth on this mission of collecting the quran he stipulated some rules for himself that these rules these are some rules i'm going to stipulate for myself for collecting the quran so one of the rules was he has to have it written down it has to be written down He's going to collect all of the writings written down on bones, on leaves, on animal skins. He said, I have to find these verses written down. That's one of the conditions. And in addition to that, for every verse that I collect, I have to find two witnesses from the Sahaba of the Prophet ﷺ who heard this verse directly from the Prophet ﷺ. Not in a chain that has someone between himself and the Prophet, but directly from the Prophet. So the condition was that it has to be written down and each verse has to have two witnesses who heard it directly from the Prophet. If someone heard it from another one of the companions who heard it from the Prophet, then that would not be fulfilling the condition. For example, if there was a companion who said, yes, I heard this verse, I heard it from Ibn Mas'ud, and Ibn Mas'ud heard it from the Prophet ﷺ, no. This was not going to be counted in the rules of Zayd ibn Thabit. For the witnesses, they have to have heard it directly with their own ears from the Prophet ﷺ. So look at this. It has to be found, written down. And for each verse, at least two witnesses who heard it directly from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So he went about with this mission, collecting all of the the written copies of the surahs on the skins and the bones and the leaves and the stones, collected all of that. Then he started going to the companions and finding the verses that they had memorized that they had heard directly from the Prophet ﷺ, and organizing all of this in order. And he did this, alhamdulillah, in a very beautiful way. And he was able to collect the whole Qur'an in this way, alhamdulillah. He was able to successfully complete this mission. That he collected the whole Qur'an in one mushaf, and every verse that he collected was verified by two witnesses who heard it directly from the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Now the only issue that he faced, the only issue that he faced was... For the last two verses of Surah Tawbah, the last two verses of Surah Tawbah, which we recited in the Isha prayer in the second rak'ah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, When he was collecting these two verses, an issue came up. He could not find two companions who heard these verses directly from the Prophet ﷺ. Of course, there were many companions who had these verses and who had memorized these verses, including Zayd himself. But he could not find two companions who heard them directly from the Prophet ﷺ. He only found one companion who heard this directly from the Prophet ﷺ. Only one companion who heard these two verses of Surah At-Tawbah directly from the Prophet Sallallahu And that was a companion by the name of Khuzaimah ibn Thabit radiallahu ibn Thabit radiallahu So now Zaid is not sure what to do here. Okay, my rules are I have to have at least two people who heard every verse, but I cannot find anyone else except Khuzaimah who heard these last two verses directly from the Prophet Sallallahu So what should I do here? But, the beautiful thing about this situation is that Khuzaimah ibn Thabit, he had a special virtue that the other companions did not have. He was the only companion who had a special virtue that would come in very, very handy in this particular situation. And the other companions, they did not have this virtue. What was this virtue? Okay, we need to go back to the time of the Prophet Wasallam. During the time that the Prophet Wasallam was still alive, once the Prophet Wasallam bought a horse from a Bedouin man, it was just the Prophet and a Bedouin man. The Bedouin man he had a horse, and the Prophet wanted to buy the horse, so he said, "I want to buy this horse from you." And the Bedouin man said, "Okay, I'll sell it to you." And they agreed upon a price. The deal was done. They agreed upon a price and the deal was done. The man, he sold the horse to the Prophet So then the Prophet said, Okay, follow me and I will give you the money. Follow me and I will give you the money. So the Prophet went forward to go and get the money and the Bedouin was following him behind him. But the Prophet walked a little bit fast and the Bedouin man with his horse, he was walking a little bit slow. So eventually a big gap came between the Prophet and the Bedouin man. And while the bedouin man man was walking some other people happened to see him and they they saw this horse and they didn't know that he already sold this horse to the prophet it was a done deal these men these men who saw him they didn't know that he had already sold this horse to the prophet so they saw this horse and some of them started talking like hey do you want to sell this horse we'll buy this horse from you so then the bedouin man got kind of greedy it was like look maybe i can get a higher price than what I agreed upon with Muhammad. So then the Prophet came back and the Bedouin man said, Hey, do you want to buy this horse from me or not? Do you want to buy it? Because I have other people, I'll just sell it to them if you don't want to buy it. And then the Prophet said, You already sold it to me. We already made a deal. You already sold it to me. Then he said, No, I didn't. The Bedouin man lied. He said, No, I didn't sell it to you. And then the Prophet said, Yes, you did sell it to me and then the bedouin man said oh if i sold it to you do you have any witnesses show me your witnesses is there any witness who can witness that i sold this horse to muhammad sallallahu and then khuzaimah ibn thabit khuzaimah ibn thabit he gets up and he says i am the witness i am the witness that you sold it to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi i am the witness for this then the prophet sallallahu he knew that khuzaimah was not there When that deal took place so he went to khuzaimah and he said ya khuzaimah you were not there how are you how are you bearing witness for this and then khuzaimah said ya Rasulullah, i bear witness that whatever you say is true i believe in what you convey to us from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and i bear witness that this is true i bear witness that you only tell the truth so how can i not be your witness that you bought this horse of course you bought it if you said you bought it you bought it i am the witness for it i don't have to see it with my eyes to bear witness that you are telling the truth ya Rasulullah. so i am the witness so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam of course he was very happy with this he was very happy with this and he said man lahu aw if Khuzaima ever is a witness for anything for anyone or against anyone then his testimony is enough you don't need two people So, the Prophet made the Shahada of Khuzayma ibn Thabit equivalent to the Shahada of two people. So, when Khuzayma testifies about something, when he is a witness for something, it counts as two, not as one. And he is the only one of the companions who had this virtue. That his Shahada is equivalent to two Shahadas. His testimony is equivalent to the testimony of two men. Alright? So this happened during the time of the Prophet. ﷺ. Now, after the Prophet ﷺ had passed away, Abu Bakr as Siddiq, he tasks Zayd ibn Thabit with collecting the Quran. Zayd ibn Thabit, he needs two witnesses for every verse. He finds two witnesses for every single verse. Except for these last two verses of Surah at Tawbah, he doesn't find two witnesses. He only finds one witness. But who is that witness? That witness is Khuzayma ibn Thabit. And who is Khuzayma ibn Thabit? He is the companions who, whose witness, whose testimony is equivalent to two. Problem is solved. Alhamdulillah. So Zayd, he collected those last two verses with the testimony of Khuzaimah ibn Thabit, who heard it directly from the Prophet wasallam, and it counts as two people. So the whole Qur'an was collected in that way. Walhamdulillah. And this is the story of the collection of the Qur'an. During the Khilafah of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiyallahu anhu. And this was a huge mission, a great responsibility, a great task. And Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anh was able to complete this successfully. Walhamdulillah. Once Zayd collected the whole Qur'an into one mushaf, he presented that to Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anh, And Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anh kept that master copy with him throughout his life until he passed away. After he passed away, it was kept by the next Khalifa. It was kept by Umar. Ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu anhu and after Umar radiyallahu anhu was martyred then his daughter Hafsa bint Umar radiyallahu anha she kept it with her this was the Mushaf of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiyallahu anhu so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with Abu Bakr and be pleased with Umar and be pleased with Zayd ibn Thabit for taking care of this important responsibility this was one of the greatest accomplishments during the khilafah of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiyallahu anhu Jam'ul quran the collection of the Qur'an. And inshallah, next week we'll continue with the biography of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiyallahu anhu inshallah. Wallahu alam wa sallallahu alayhi wa baraka ala muhammad Muhammadu ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.